Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of the reality is as always it's newer how is everyone happy saturday i haven't done a saturday episode in a minute um because salt lake city is just a wild ride so that's really just the number one reason why i haven't been able to watch the show i think it took a break around thanksgiving and then i didn't watch the next episode so today we're going to talk about the last two episodes of rehearsals of salt lake city and um it's I can definitely see why some people can't stand it, and I can definitely see why some people are enjoying it. I myself am enjoying it, but I can also understand, like, in the future, if I feel overwhelmed about talking about the show, just because there's no thread. We have no thread. Nobody nobody knows anything about where anything is going. I think the only person would sense might be Dana. But even that, towards the end of the latest episode, I was like, huh, I did not expect that to go that way. But anyway, so we started off last week with the pre-San Diego scenes. You know, you had Meredith and Jen, and then you had Heather, Dana, and Angie H. Now, Meredith and Jen meet, and Jen talks about Ramadan. And she did this last year, too. And, like, as a Muslim person who literally just has Jen Shah talking about Ramadan, I just, I've got to make some clarifications, right? Like number one, it's okay to not fast during Ramadan. Let me just say that off the bat. It's okay to not fast. Not everybody needs to fast. It's okay. But Jen being like, you know, you can break your Ramadan. I mean, that's not really a thing. You can't, the thing is as Muslims, like every day you can start over if you want to. Um, every single moment of your life you can start over. So like this thing of like, oh, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you can break your Ramadan. I don't even know what the fuck that means, to be honest. I've literally never heard that. That's not a thing. But again, Jen Shah shouldn't be the only person representing Ramadan on television. Um, but she is talking about like her 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 feelings of she's a lot kinder and forgiving and Ramadan seems to be a good time for her to be you know, uh, approached about things. So that's when Meredith decides to ask if Dana can come along. It, it, all of everything that's happening on Salt Lake City feels purely producer driven. It does not seem like things that anybody actually wants to do. It all seems like things that a producer asks somebody to do. And then they're like, okay, I have to go and do my job. It just, none of it makes any sense. Um, Heather is meeting with Dana and Angie Harrington. They're talking about going to San Diego. Dana mentions the call with Meredith and how awkward it was. Angie is like, huh, okay, nobody told me about this trip. Heather uses this moment to talk about her relationship with Jen and she's crying about it and all this stuff and everybody hates me and I don't know what's going on with Jen and blah, 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 all this stuff. But really, I think the only reason Heather is crying is because she realized that she got invited like in a passing way um, or passively. She got invited passively be- be- after Dana was invited. 
So Dan is like, yeah, I was with Meredith and there was this awkward thing and they did a whole call and it was all this. And then Heather is like, oh, yeah, I just got invited to go to San Diego. So I think Heather is just crying about the fact that she's not Heather. She's not Jen Shaw's number one boy. That's really all it is. She wants to be Jen Shaw's number one. That's it. Um, everyone is packing. Angie, Kay, and Jen are planning together. It's a moment to note that there is one planning scene where it's mostly Angie Kay talking about stuff. Um, Meredith is somehow named the CEO of fun. I don't know what that means, but I wanted to know that I've been watching um, The Sopranos for the first time ever in my life. I'm almost done with season one. And I realize that Meredith has remind like Meredith reminds me completely of Dr. Jen Malfi, Lorraine Bracco. And I think multiple people have pointed this out already, but it like definitely clicked. And then throughout this episode and the next episode, there's so much of Meredith psychoanalyzing Jen and identifying what might be actually going on with her besides just her being a drunken mess. I'm like, oh, okay, you are Dr. Jennifer Melfi. Um, anyway, they go to they go to this this um this trip and uh there's just a lot of like travel footage and packing footage and all that shit. But the big question is who is the host of this trip? It's not Jen Shaw. She didn't pick the location, she didn't pick the house. She didn't pack anything. She's not doing jack shit. She's not paying for jack shit. So I don't believe that she is the host. It's interesting because like if you look at this, the parallel of what's going on with her, with her legal shit, right? It's like Jen Shah is, it's possible. It's very much possible that Jen Shah worked very closely with uh, Stu and did all the shit that she did. But she didn't actually do a lot of work, but she signed all the papers, right? She wanted all the credit. She wanted all the credit and all the glory. So somebody like Stu was like, okay, here you go. Here's the glory. Have it. And now when shit is hitting the fan, that's why Jen is like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't involved in any of this. I had no – well, I mean, now she pled guilty. But until this point, she's like, no, I wasn't involved. I have no idea what's going on. I wasn't involved at all. You're the one that did everything. Like – it's very much giving the same thing to me. Like this, the way that she's planning, quote unquote, this party with Angie K is probably how she worked with Stu. Um, anyway, there's like a whole bunch of room drama. Jensha has this like intense level of entitlement. She's very confused and she acts, she acts like a toddler. She acts like my toddler when my toddler, my kids, my kids are not old enough to not have toddler toddler tantrums, but my five-year-old will occasionally, you know, fall back on old habits. And when he is not getting the attention that he needs, he would do something wild, like dump a beverage on someone. I don't even know if he would do it. Honestly, he's five and he would probably know better, but he would do it and then be like, what? It's a joke. Like that is essentially what's happening. But Jen says that she planned the trip and therefore she should have the best room. But then again, what did you plan for the trip? You don't even know where the rooms are. You have no idea what this house looks like. You don't know where the rooms are. She's obviously feeling insecure. She's not a center of attention. So she has a toddler tantrum. She dumps a drink on Angie's head. And I want to ask, what happened in Ramadan? They're filming in April 2022. It's very actively Ramadan at that point. So now Ramadan is out the window. Um, Meredith and Jen in an after, sorry, Meredith and Heather in an after show clip that I saw going around are like laughing about the whole drink spilling thing as if it's not a big deal, which is really funny because of course at this point they do think it's a big deal. Um, but in an after show clip, they're like, <laughs> Whitney got, you know, champagne poured in her upper crotch in, uh, Arizona. So like a little booze on your head is not a big deal. I'm sorry. I know all those women probably spent thousands of dollars in extensions and that is fucked up because that it's sticky. Champagne is sticky. It sucks. She's going to have to rewash the top of her head and then blow dry it. That sucks. And then for Jen to be like, what? No big or no big deal. Let me just dump it on my own head. The only reason you're doing that is because you're paying for somebody to do your hair later because you're, you're uh, love to spend money on things that are unnecessary. You have no understanding of boundaries. You have no understanding of like <laughs> what to spend money on. Anyway, um, 
Lisa Barlow checks on Angie. Everybody's like, oh, how could you do this? And then Jen is like, oh, 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 oh everybody's mad at me uh, for doing this. Let me um, pour a drink on my head to make it look like it was fun. Um, but anyway, Angie K is upset and Lisa Barlow checks on her. And Lisa Barlow clocks, points out the fact that everybody has been conditioned to not clock Jen Shaw's bad behavior. And I have to agree. And this is when Angie K just loses her shit and she starts to drop her seats for Coach's $50,000 birthday party that we saw in the beginning of the season. On the other side, Meredith and Whitney go to talk to Jen and convince her to apologize. Jen continues on with this. No, it was a joke. It was totally, it was a joke. Get it? Ha ha. Meredith is, uh, Meredith's like, no, just go and say sorry to her. It's so funny the way this show is edited. Meredith is like, go and say sorry to her. Honestly, I don't even think she's that mad. And then it cuts to Angie K crying hysterically. I'm so angry. Um, at the same time, Heather and Dana talk. And at this point, Heather's like, oh, it's not a big deal about the drink. Who cares? It's just a, it's just a drink. Who cares? In the confessionals. And then Dana's like, if someone threw a drink on you, Heather, you would be upset. She's like, yes, I would be upset. Like Heather has no, she's got no spine. She's a spineless weasel. She's such a fucking loser. Um, Jen shows up and they all continue. She continues with the whole, like, I don't know who, whatever, LOL, who's, who, who, uh, I was just kidding. Who cares? All that stuff. Um, but Dana points out the fact that Heather acts like a different person. And she goes on about this later on too, but she says that Heather acts like a different person when Jen is around. Um, I, and I mean, Heather admits to the fact that she is terrified of Jen Shaw, but I'm, I have some more psychoanalysis about why Heather might be doing what she's doing. The ladies go in a sprinter van to this boat. Uh, Whitney, the producer on the boat, decides to start the conversation about with Jen and Angie. And again, I have to say, these are all producer-driven things. Like, I wouldn't... I want to say that Jen Shaw was told by a producer to dump a drink on Andy, Angie. But no, I think that Jen Shaw is naturally unhinged. She doesn't need to be. That's not producer-driven chaos. That is Jen Shaw chaos. Um, but Whitney brings up the conversation between Jen and Angie that it need, there needs to be a conversation between Jen and Angie. Jen demands an apology immediately. And I don't know for what. I'm trying to understand what it is that set Jen Shaw off. I think she just got mad that she wasn't, she got mad that she wasn't doing the tour of the house, but at the same time, she doesn't know what the house looks like. Like she's mad that Angie took over the trip and that Angie is showing everybody the rooms. But Jen, you don't know the rooms. So what do you want anybody to do? What is the solution here? And I feel like if you were to ask Jen what the solution there would be, she would not have one. You don't want to do the work to, to understand a thing. But then you want to get mad at other people for understanding a thing. It's uh, very confusing. But anyway, Jen asks for an apology. She demands an apology. Angie's like, um, no, I'm not going to apologize to you. You should apologize to me. You're a bad friend. And by the way, I paid for your husband's birthday party. Now, here's the thing. There is some conflicting information because Angie is apparently also, uh, to her, that was also a housewarming for her, for her home. However, multiple things can be true, right? Could this have been Angie K being a thirsty auditioner? Yes. But Jen Shaw was filming the after show last season and confessionals last season from Angie's house. There's multiple clips of like people showed the back of the, the, the background on some of the confessionals and some of the after show clips that Jen Shaw was doing. And it was from Angie's house. It was from Angie's beautiful home. So Jen has been using Angie's house for quite some time. But anyway, Jen says that Angie had invited, Angie had offered to host the party. And so that's why she shouldn't have to pay for it. And Jen is like, should I, you know, uh, what did she say? She says, I'm like, should I, should I, uh, send Meredith an invoice for her birthday party in season one? It's like, Everybody knew that wasn't for Meredith. What are you talking about? Everyone knows that that was just, why would Meredith have a Tongan party for her birthday? She's a Jewish woman from Chicago. 
But Jen's other thing is, I know that Angie is lying because Coach doesn't even drink. That doesn't make any sense either because there was booze at the top golf party. So again, you everybody is just saying things and nothing makes sense. Like, like it is so audacious that they all say these things. Like Jen Shaw really has. I here here's here's the thing. I think I wish that I had that level of audacity. I do wish that I had the level of audacity that Jen Shaw does. So audacious. How? Anyway, she just says she says things and we're all and then she's like, like Angie's fully holding court. She's a center diamond. <laughs> she's the center snowflake in that sprinter van. Okay. She sits in the middle. She's wearing, she's wearing all white. She's so poised. And she is demanding apologies. She's pointing out the fact that Jen Shaw is a bad friend. She drops that, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a respected woman. And Jen Sha- Jen says, I am too. And she says, are ya? <laughs> Ooh, so good. I'm not sure why Angie doesn't have a snowflake this season. Honestly, she's a shoe-in replacement for Jen Shaw, in my opinion. Because Jen Shaw is not even part of it. The cast is only four people now on the show. It is just Lisa, Meredith, Whitney, and Heather. I don't know if you guys saw the clips in BravoCon. There is no other person on the show anymore. Um, but Jen says that she repaid Angie for Coach's party with a $5,000 necklace. We get a picture of, we get a clip of the $5,000 necklace. I'm sorry, that is not a $5,000 necklace. That is easily a $15 piece. You know, I'm going to give it $40 from Amazon. It is not a $5,000 fucking necklace. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, the question is, do you, uh, I want to ask you viewers is, do you viewers, listeners, is, do you send an invoice when you host a party? It's a joint venture you do. Absolutely. If you co-host a party, you send an, you send an invoice. (laughs) You send an invoice to your person. You split the cost. It's like, it's like when you host, like, when you have like a baby shower that you host at your house for a friend, but then you do it with other friends, yeah, you send an invoice. You share, and not an invoice, but you share the cost. I, oh God. Anyway, they get to the boat, and Meredith is just pointing out the fact that this is where Dr. Jennifer Malfi, Meredith Marks, um, points out that Jennifer Shaw is numbing her pain because she's in a bad place mentally. And here's the thing. As a person with mental health uh, troubles myself, as a person who has been in therapy for a long time, as a person with tons of trauma, as a person who's gone through a lot of shit and will need to be in therapy for the rest of my life, right? As a person who is very pro-medication, absolutely Jensha is in a bad place mentally. But being in a bad place mentally is not an excuse for how, for being abusive, we can't uh, we can't allow that, right? Like Jen Shah has no. I mean, we'll get. Let's just get into it. Jen Shah has no understanding of people's boundaries. Um, but at this, this is the, I think is the end of the last episode where Jen is just you know Meredith points out that Jen is numbing her pain. She is drunk and she's crying. That's oh geez, I smacked my nail into my desk and now I broke my nail. <clears throat> I'm going to need to get my nails filed like uh, Mia from Potomac, except they'll be like, did you get into a fight with your coworker? And I'll be like, technically, yes, my desk is my coworker. Anyway, let's go on and talk about this episode that was on today, today, this week. Um, We were back on the boat and Heather is fully brown nosing Jen. She is fully brown nosing Jen only to fuel her up against Lisa Barlow because here's what's happened. They get to San Diego. Jen doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Angie takes over because Jen isn't doing her part. She tries to make everybody feel comfortable. She tries to get people their house, their rooms. Jen feels insecure about her place in the group. She feels like Angie's coming for her snowflake. So she dumps a champagne glass on her friend's head to humiliate, to humiliate her. And then dumps it on her own head to say, no, I'm not trying to humiliate you. I'm just trying to be fun. There's nothing fun about that. Then people take up teams. Some people are checking in on Jen. Some people are checking in on Angie. 
Lisa is checking in on Angie because they have the same blowout. Obviously, Lisa is aware of the maintenance that goes into upkeeping that hair. Angie Kay is wearing a Lisa Barlow skin suit, and she would like to make sure that the skin suit is up to par, you know? But Heather Gay obviously takes up for Gensha out of fear mostly. But one thing she does is that she does that so that and my, mind you, last episode, the very beginning of the last episode, Heather was crying about her shitty relationship with Jen and how she is tired of being abused by her. But here she is, brown-nosing Jen Shaw for one reason and one reason only. She has noticed that Lisa Barlow has taken up for the other team. So now Heather will take up for this team. That's it. She just wants to point out the fact that Jen should be more mad at somebody else. She knows that Jen is mad at her for being friends with Angie H. And so now she's like, oh, well, if Jen is mad at Angie K, I can point out the fact that Jen should be also mad at Lisa. Because if she's mad at Angie, if she's mad at me for being friends with Angie Harrington, she should be mad at Lisa for being friends with Angie K. It's so transparent and it's also so like twisted. It, the threads are sometimes hard to follow, but then they're also really easy to point out, you know? Um, Angie now is going too hard in the other direction. Okay, I get it, Angie. You are mad. She is She is mad. But now we are going too hard in the other direction. She is saying that she thinks she's getting conned out of money by Jen Shaw, like the way Jen Shaw conned, you know, elders, scammed millions of people in her, like, little whatever uh, whatever it is that she's being charged for. Angie, <laughs> don't <laughs> stop it. Don't. <laughs> I get it. You're mad, but now you're going too hard in the other direction. You cannot compare the two things. You volunteered to host a party for your friend's husband. You expected some payment back. Okay. You didn't get any payment back. It's fucked up, but that's also on you, girl. That's also on you. <laughs> but that is not the same as our most vulnerable people, the elders, seniors, getting scammed by Gentra. It is not the same. Stop it. Anyway, everyone is doing shots. There's This is the corniest, cheapest boat I have ever seen in my life. Like, it's so bad. It's so cheesy. It's so low budget. Uh, there's like a grocery store crudite. They didn't even bother to take it out and put it into another tray. It's a grocery store crudite. There's some pirate booty and popcorners. It is, I have better snacks for parties for my kids' birthdays. What is this yacht? What is it? There's like a DJ. There's like a, a DJ named Kimmy on the boat. Um, There's like a shots girl. They do shots at a little plastic cups it is just a really low budget yacht they they keep the white women it's just whitney white whitney keeps doing something she calls twerking but i don't believe that is twerking i'm fairly certain that that is not twerking okay let's let's relax okay just <laughs> you, it, that's a that's a reach whitney that's not twerking that is i would say undulating i would say thrusting I would say, um, uh, yeah, thrusting maybe, uh, awkward movements of jutting. That's jutting, it's jabbing, but it's not twerking. That's not a twerk. Jen at this point is angry at Lisa Barlow because Heather has pointed out that Lisa Barlow is cozying up with Angie K. And so now Jen has a new person to be mad at, right? Jen now lashes out on Lisa Barlow because Lisa Barlow, uh, also Lisa Barlow, like you also need to relax with your bound, like physical boundaries. If, if a person is a drunk, if a person is an angry drunk, do not throw yourself on their body. Do not throw your body on themselves, on them, right? Like she, so Lisa Barlow notices that Jen is giving her dirty looks. Lisa goes over and checks on Jen by throwing her whole body on top of Jen. Jen is not having it. Jen is mad at her. Jen is drunk. 
And Jen's biggest thing is always, I'm dealing with bigger issues right now. Here's the thing. If you are dealing with bigger issues right now, okay, then not knowing what rooms everyone is going to go into and not being in the best room seems to be the least of your problems that you should be mad at. Like you can't turn around and say, I'm dealing with bigger issues right now and then and then get mad at smaller issues. <laughs> you know, she does that. She does the she pushes. She she pushes Lisa Barlow. She does the finger in the face thing. I mean, she's fully lost her mind. She chucks the crudite off the boat. She's littering. She's just throwing things into the water. Jen Shaw has fully left the building. She has lost her mind. It is pure chaos. It is so chaotic because you've got Jen and Lisa fighting on the boat on one side. I'm honestly worried somebody, a human, is going to go into the water. Then you have Dana and Whitney twerking and getting yelled at by the captain. Lisa and Jen are now fighting. It's like that whole who's got whose back fingers in the face. Jen Shaw. It's like all of your classic Jen Shaw moves. Fingers in the face and I have to throw something. She loves to throw stuff. She loves to throw things. Didn't we see that also in the clip that she had with her? In season one, she threw the uh, glass. She was in that. Uh, what is it? She She's thrown glasses multiple times. She uh, splashed water at the camera. She's, this is just what Jen Shah does. This is the ultimate Jen Shah move. But, <clears throat> but this is a good time to point out the fact that Jen Shah is indicted by the feds, currently in the middle of an investigation. And this lady has decided to commit multiple offenses on, um, on television, on camera. And I love the Bravo docket because their, their Instagram is so funny. It's so informative and it's also so funny. They posted a <laughs> new post and it was called how many crimes, how many potential crimes did Jen Shaw commit on camera this week? So she's got the, you got count one simple battery. Okay. Her spitting or throwing a, a rock or hitting a person or dumping link liquid on a person is offensive, unwanted contact, right? That could be charged as battery. That was her dumping booze on Angie K's head. Then you've got, uh, <laughs> count number two it's vandalism okay it is throwing angie k's shoes over the into the water you've got another simple battery count uh which is uh when she pushes lisa barlow you've got littering multiple counts of littering you know this is just we've got up to like six things she did wrong six things she did wrong on camera as a person who's being indicted by the feds this lady is not okay. This is unwell. It's it, it. I understand why for some people this is hard to watch because there's nothing entertaining here. It's it's troubling. Like I feel like if you grew up grew up with a narcissist or, or like a an abusive person in your family, this shit is really hard to watch. But you know, there's a lot of just chaos happening on the boat. Lisa Barlow in her confessionals is dropping the facts on Jen Shah, right? She says that Jen Shah's biggest thing is who's real? Who's got my back? Are you a real friend? And she's like, Jen Shah's not real. There's nothing real about her, which I agree. But it's like, Lisa, those things are all true, but you are literally throwing your body on top of this woman to try to get her to be your friend. And it's fucking weird. Um, and it continues to get fucking weird because later on in the episode, more shit happens where I'm like, Lisa, why do you care? You know she's not a good person. Anyway, Heather is... <laughs> Heather takes Heather goes to comfort Jen. She says, take a deep breath. You've never been ambushed like that. What? Ambushed like what? What is the ambush? Is the ambush that Angie decided to bring up the fact that Jen hasn't paid her part of Coach's birthday party? Was that an ambush? I mean, I guess it was. But whatever. Whitney points out that she doesn't understand Heather and Jen's relationship. And honestly, neither do I. I do think that... Number one, I think it's all just a way for Jen. Heather just wants to use Jen Shaw against Lisa Barlow. That's really all she wants to do. To her, that is a, she has an atomic bomb and she knows how to use it and she knows how to point it towards uh, Lisa Barlow. Will she also get some of, you know, the brunt of that radiation? Yes. But to her, it's worth it because she's just trying to use Jen Shaw to obliterate Lisa Barlow. But there's a thing, right, of like, conservative people it's not just christians it's people in conservative circles orthodox people like fundamentalists they have this 
thing where they defend the worst people with the most power because that person can then be used to push their agenda. If you think about the fact that like this runoff in Georgia between Warnock and Walker was like troublingly close, right? There's so many people I know who live in Georgia who have conservative family members and they've tried to talk to their conservative family members about like, you don't want to vote for Herschel Walker, right? They're like, no, no, he is a bad guy. I mean, it's like the same thing they did with Trump, right? Like it is a bad person. They're aware that it's a bad person, but the bad person is going to push their agenda. It's that idea of I'm not going to vote for, I know I'd rather vote for a bad Republican than a good Democrat because even a bad Republican is going to do their, you know, their doing, their duty. And I think that's the thing that Heather is really leaning into. She knows that Jen Shaw is a bad person. But having Jen Shaw on her side is more important than having Lisa Barlow on her, than, than, than anything else, because then she gets to use her against Lisa Barlow. I mean, if you think about it, because Angie is not, Angie Harrington is not on this trip, Heather needs to get Lisa on her side because Heather is going to San Diego under the impression that nobody is her friend. She's like, kind of knows Dana. She doesn't, she's not super close to Meredith. Lisa and Whitney are buddies. And Jen is mad at Heather for being friends with Angie Harrington. So all she really has is Angie. She doesn't even have Angie K because Heather, you know, Jen's got Angie K. So Heather is really just trying to look for allies because Heather is a deeply insecure loser. And Heather doesn't actually care about good or bad or right or wrong. She only cares about herself and she only cares about how to manipulate people so that she could have the most power in the group, especially against Lisa Barlow. So anyway, Angie, Lisa, Meredith, Whitney, Dana are are all gathering on the inside. Whitney points out the fact that Everyone needs to take accountability for what they're doing. Basically talking about Jen, Meredith makes it about herself. This is classic Salt Lake City. They love to do this. She walks away. She says she won't be lectured about accountability. When Whitney was the one who spread the rumor about the jazz tickets and I suddenly realized, oh my God, that happened this season. Maybe it's because I haven't watched the show in a couple of weeks. (laughs) That feels like a million years ago. That literally feels like a million, million years ago. While this is happening, happening, Jen Shaw is wreaking havoc on the deck. She's throwing off boats. I'm sorry. She's sewing shoes off the boat. Lisa Barlow is very worried about her exclusive pre-order hard-to-get YSL shoes, but she doesn't. Those shoes are fine. Jen shows other people's things off the boat. And then she literally on camera. This woman is not okay. She says... She throws the shoes into the water on camera, then says, I don't know who put them in the water, but it wasn't me. But I guess you could blame me if you want. You guys. I don't. Housewives do this, right? People do this. Human beings do this. But to do it so blatantly is a level of emotional um, unwellness that I don't know is okay for television. Like, I'm glad that Bravo decided once Jen Shaw pled guilty, we're not going to fuck with her anymore. That's fine. I'm glad. Because this person shouldn't be on television. This person does not need any more attention. This person cannot be expecting to live a Teresa Judice life. This is this person is not okay. Later on, she says that she did throw the water, but it was on accident. No. She's unwell. She's unwell. They head back and she's passed out on the sprinter van. And this is when Dana points out that Heather was very different in the bakery when she met with Angie Harrington and her uh, than she is when she's face to face with Jen. And I absolutely agree with Dana that Heather is just when she's in Jen's face, when Jen is awake, she just wants to be Jen's number one, her ride or die. Number, by the way, ride or die is, is not a great like they have a big fight about ride or die and i want to ask what the fuck even equates ride or die and why as adult women we need to have ride or dies we should not jen shot passes out on the boat on the sprinter van and after a quick nap she's ready to rally she stumbles back into the house she's fine and while everybody is getting ready heather gets a call from angie h and she says she wishes angie was there Because she thinks Angie Harrington is pure fun, no drama. 
The lady with the finsta? The lady with multiple finstas? Is pure fun no drama? I don't know about that. Now that Heather's on the phone with Angie Harrington, she's she's talking a whole lot of shit about Jen. She's like very happy that Jen is fighting with her co-host. And she's telling Angie all of the unreasonable shit that Jen did. But it's weird because Angie's like, are you okay? Are you and Jen fine now? And she's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, Jen is unreasonable, but she's so fun. I like to turn up with her. Heather, to me, feels like she's functioning. She's almost like functioning like. Like she points out the fact that this is a girl's trip. This is not a woman's trip. And it feels to me like Heather is reliving like what it must have been like when you're 20 years old to go take a spring break trip, right? Like Heather didn't get to do those things in her youth. So now she's doing all these like dangerous things. Like she didn't get to have a hot mess friend in her 20s. So she wants to have a hot mess friend now. Like – that shit is borderline excusable when you're young because you're you're just making bad decisions. You're like <laughs> the consequence, like n- neuroreceptors haven't like quite formed the same way that they would in like your 40s. It's not excusable in your 40s for sure. It's barely excusable in your 20s, but it's definitely not like okay. It's not a reasonable thing to do as an adult woman. And it's weird because Heather is like – reliving like it's like heather is enabling jen to be the worst version of herself number one as a weapon against lisa barlow but also because she is like reliving the things she didn't get to do while she was like a you know a fundamentalist mormon who was judging people for like showing their shoulders you know lisa barlow is checked out she is recapping uh what's happening with john barlow she's on the phone with him And she reminds us all that Jen has been talking shit about Heather for weeks. And we get that beautiful bean footage, okay? We get the fat fuck elf on the shelf moment. We get the ski trip. We get jacuzzi time. And Lisa Barlow says, (laughs) you guys are all crazy. This is like crazy town, which is so accurate. The name of this episode. Welcome to crazy town. It is crazy town. This is like crazy town. You're not wrong. And John Barlow's like, Lisa, just like remove yourself from the drama. And I'm like, great. Lisa Barlow, you're doing great. You are on the side of human beings with brains. Fine. Anyway, they all get dressed up. There's Jen and her like Polynesian finest. There's tongue and fire dancers. A lot of fire dancers on Bravo this week. Everybody is very um, impressed. My thing in those situations is really awkward because like I like seeing those things when you're um, – in a big group, it's really awkward when you're like the only person, like when it's a small group, because I feel like, like I'm not on the whole time. I can't be impressed by every single thing that you do. But so you are going to get moments for me as a performer. You're going to look at me in the audience and you're going to be like, that lady does not look like she's having fun. But the thing is, I'm spent on smiling. My resting bitch face is here. My set- my settled face is angry. And I- I'm so sorry for that. But uh, I'm not mad. I'm enjoying myself. It's just like you get this obligation in the audience to be like on because a person can immediately see your face. I don't know. It's a lot. Anyway, there's a big traditional Polynesian meal. I want to point out the fact that there's a big old pig roast in the middle of Ramadan. <laughs> there's also strippers dressed as cops. Jen Shah has no self-awareness. The fact that this woman chose to bring strippers dressed as cops when when she has literally been ambushed by cops. <laughs> See, that's where it goes for me. This is unhealthy and difficult to watch to oh, this lady has a level of self like of of self-unawareness that maybe is funny. Um the strippers want to give lap dances. Lisa doesn't want to give a get a lap dance, so they call her not fun, which is like again, this is the way that Heather is reacting to Lisa not wanting or even Whitney's reacting to Lisa not wanting a lap dance. Them calling her not fun is like it's that level of peer pressure that you experience in like high school or in college. 
But like as adult women, we should respect other women who don't want to get rubbed down by like kind of low rent strippers, right? It's weird. Anyway, dinner's happening and Angie Kate decides to put Dana on the spot. And Dana says, mm, let me put Heather on the spot. Okay, Dana now tells everyone, now this is where I said in the beginning of the episode, there's a thread. It's sometimes the only person who I feel like is reasonable and who I understand is Dana. But even this sometimes, this whole thing got so complicated. Okay, here's the thread, guys. Dana tells everyone very clearly why she doesn't fuck with Jen. Her behavior towards her friends is terrible. And she turns to Heather and says, Heather, even you've mentioned it. That if Jen gave you an ultimatum between Jen and Angie Harrington, you would pick Angie Harrington, right? What she's the thread here is that Dana saw how Jen treated Heather, how she treated Angie, how she treated Angie H, how she treated Angie K. And she does not like that. She doesn't want to fuck with Jen. And Heather, even you agree. That if you had to pick between Angie H and Jen Shaw, you would pick Angie H. Then this thing comes up about this, the elf on the shelf apology. So now the Finsta thing, right? So it's so funny because I forgot that this happened. When the whole Finsta thing happened, Jen Shaw demanded a public apology from Angie Harrington and her husband. Okay. And... It turns out, Dana tells us, that Angie H. said that she they cannot do a public apology because, because their attorneys told them that you can't be posting public apologies in support of somebody like Jen Shah. Because Jen Shah is so toxic, so toxic, that a person, a dork, who has time for multiple finstas, has been advised by attorneys not to associate with somebody like Jen Shaw. Even they don't want to associate with her. So Dana tells us to the table, and then she said, and Heather, you said that Angie does not need to apologize. And you see Jen Shaw's head, like, turn in a full 360. She loses it. And Heather says, yes, I did tell her that a public apology, I did tell Angie Harrington, a public apology is ridiculous because you are admit, admitting to something that is so humiliating. And this is when Jen Shaw loses it. She suddenly realizes that Heather is not her friend. Heather is called out for all of her lies by Dana. And Heather now turns it into, why are you so deeply invested? Why are you so angry? Right? Because that's the thing. Whitney points this out. Heather doesn't know how to take any accountability. She doesn't know how to take any criticism. She doesn't know how to be put on the spot. Not at all. She snaps on Angie K. Angie K suddenly reminds the table that actually Heather has been a bad friend to Jen. So let's just remember what happened here. Dana is asked why she does not want to be friends with Jen. She explains why she doesn't want to be friends with Jen. And in an effort to explain why she does not like somebody like Jen Shaw, she uses Jen Shaw's biggest supporter on this trip, Heather Gay. She says, even your biggest supporter, Heather Gay, said that if she had to pick between Angie Harrington and Jen Shaw, she would pick Angie Harrington. And now suddenly the narrative has shifted from Jen Shaw being a bad friend all day to Angie Kay. To Heather Gay is the worst friend of all. She is the worst friend. Angie Kay says, Heather, you have been a bad friend to Jen. Look at that. You are such a bad friend to Jen. And what they're doing is really kind of psychotic. It's really terrible. They have a person in this group in Jen Cha who is obviously unwell. Deeply, deeply unwell. Um, deeply emotionally immature. Easy easily manipulated and they are manipulating this person to use them as a weapon in various situations. Angie K so far has been fighting with Jen all day, but she wants Jen to be mad at somebody else. She saw that Angie, she saw that Jen's biggest supporter is Heather Gay. So now she reminds the table, everybody, Heather, you've not even been a good friend to Jen. 
Oof, God. Now Heather is talking about her great friendship deposits into the Jen Shaw account. It's really funny because while she's explaining that, Jen is scrolling on Instagram and not paying any attention. Anyway, we turn to Lisa Barlow, uh, who points out that actually you're right, Angie, because Jen, uh, Heather, you have been talking shit about Heather all uh, for the last like weeks. And it's so funny because we're just talking about bad friendships. Who is a worst friend to who, right? All they're trying to do is try to figure out who Jen Shaw really should be aligned with. Who could use her the best? Whose ammo is she really? Whose weapon of mass destruction is Jen Shaw? And so Lisa Barlow now points out the fact that, um, you know, Jen and Heather aren't even really good friends. Angie has now pointed out that Heather is a bad friend to Jen. And Lisa now points out that Jen, actually, you've been talking shit about Heather too. And I think really what it is, is they're seeing somebody like Jen Shaw be absolutely unhinged, be toxic, be violent, okay, abusive, chaotic to people. And they're seeing Heather lean into her. And it's not coming from a place of we care about Jen. It's coming from a place of why are these two, why is Heather Gay enabling this bad behavior of Jen Shaw's? And that would be a sweet and moral thing for them to do. But the thing is, the thing is that when it's when it's their turn to enable Jen Shaw, when it's their turn to use Jen Shaw against a person, they're very happy to do it. So Lisa now is pointing out the fact that everybody's been lying. Everybody's been lying. Everyone's been pretending. Everybody has been acting like everything is fine. Jen is like, why are you mad, Lisa? Jen now doesn't remember that she went off on Lisa. She doesn't remember that she threw things. She doesn't remember anything. She's not here on earth. And Lisa points out that the dynamic has shifted. That because Jen is now on the outs with Angie K, she is riding the Heather Gay wave. And Jen is like, no, you're just mad when anybody is friends with Heather. And I mean, that's not wrong. That's true. Lisa is mad when anybody is friends with Heather. But also Heather is mad when anybody is friends with Lisa. Ultimately, the big the big fight is just Heather versus Lisa. Okay, that's all it's always been from the beginning. But at this point, Jen, out of nowhere, randomly decides to say sorry to Angie K. Why? Because she realizes that Heather's not her friend. She realizes that the person who's been taking care of her all day, she remembers that, oh yeah, I was mad at Heather for weeks. And actually, um, Actually, Heather's a bad person. So let me remember that Angie K is my only friend. She randomly says, sorry, Angie, for dumping the champagne. And now that Angie has her apology, she goes further into being Jennifer Shaw's representative. She encourages Jen to speak her truth against Heather. It went from Heather, you're a bad friend to Jen. And now Jen, you should speak your truth against Heather. And Jen's like, well, I was upset with and about the Angie thing. Uh, I was upset with Heather because why was Angie Harrington at the choir audition? And Heather's like, oh, when she showed up in a matching outfit with Whitney? <laughs> so to deflect the heat, she points to Whitney and says, uh, you know, I didn't know. First, she points to Whitney and says, well, Angie came with Whitney. And Whitney is like, no, you invited the both of us. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't know that you were going to come in an outfit. She literally says, I didn't know. Heather says, I didn't know that you were going to be Whitney. You were going to be in an outfit with matching outfit with a whole routine with Angie Harrington. And if I had known, I would have organized and made sure that Angie and Jen avoided each other because it ruined my choir, choir audition, to be completely honest. So now Heather is a victim. Now Heather is a victim to these women, to all of this, because it's Whitney's fault that nobody told Heather that Whitney and Angie were going to come in coordinated outfits because if Heather had known that she was going to make sure that Angie Harrington and Jen Shaw avoided each other, that's not true. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But now suddenly because Heather is being put on the, uh, you know, in the hot seat about her relationship with Angie Harrington, she's like, no, everybody's friends with Angie Harrington. And Jen says, well, you're not my ride or die if you're friends with Angie Harrington. And she lays out an ultimatum. She says, you need to pick between me or Angie Harrington. And Heather says, no, ultimatums are dumb. And Jen says, I'm not giving you an ultimatum. And guys, that just, this is so cuckoo banuno. This is so, the where are, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's so funny because Jen says, 
I'm not giving you an ultimatum. I just want to know where everyone stands because the only person who's here for me is Angie K. What? <laughs> what? What is going on? Are they drugging these people? What is happening? What is, ha- is this a simulation? What is, this is, this is the Sims. They pointed out how like Whitney looked like a Sim walking around in the last episode. This is the same. They're all just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. They're just saying things. No, it's just, everybody, it's, this is crazy. This is crazy town, in the words of Lisa Barlow. Suddenly, Lisa Barlow gets mad because now Jen has pointed out that the only person who is there for her is Angie K. And Lisa Barlow gets mad the same way she did at Meredith last year during the Cinco de Mayo party because she hates sitting around and being questioned about her friendship. But Lisa Barlow, it's not about you. And you don't even like Jen Shaw. Why are you? What is going on? Lisa Barlow gets up and walks away. Then Jen gets mad at Meredith for inviting Dan and walks away. Heather walks away. And I... Don't understand. Truly, 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 I don't understand what we're doing here. It seems, it seems like, I don't know if, it seems like improv. It seems like, I don't know, in like middle school or something, there was this thing where you would like write part of a story and then the next person would write another part of a story and then the next person would write another part of a story and then you would read it all together and see how crazy it sounds. That's what this is. Nobody is making any sense. Nobody is on earth. There's so much going on. It's nuts. It's really nuts. Um. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I will be back uh, next week. We have a lot of content coming. So I'll be back on Monday to talk about uh, the World Cup with and politics and all that stuff, our ad hoc pop culture episode with my brother Rahil. Then I'll be back on uh, Tuesday night with um, late night Tuesday night. We'll drop an episode uh, covering the White Lotus finale. And then Wednesday, there is Rahasos of Potomac. Oh my God, it might be a full week. Thursday, it's The Crown. Very excited. It's the episode with the Pakistani man. So you, you want to check that out. And then uh, again, we'll be back later to talk about Salt Lake City. And also I'm going to binge Miami. So hopefully I can have somebody else to come on and talk about it. So you don't have to hear me in my, in my, uh, in my post nasal drip glory, uh, talking about these shows by myself, but thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I will be back next week to talk about so many things. Bye-bye.